continuing with our study that we began earlier in the week entitled Big Questions and Bigger Answers. And the first question we answered was, who am I? And now I want to talk to us today, to myself and to you, why on earth am I here? Why am I here? And from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, we read, for we are God's handiwork. Some say masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I want us to talk about that together a little bit, and let's see what God is saying to us in these verses. Someone has described modern America as a society populated with people who have enough to live on but nothing to live for. We do have the means oftentimes, but we don't have the meaning. How do we answer this basic question? Okay, well, what is my purpose on earth? Why am I here? What guides my life? Now, if you don't know, you can look it up on the Internet and try to figure out your purpose, and you'll come away totally disillusioned. George Gallup uh, sent out a video some time ago. He said 80% of Americans are seeking some type of spiritual growth, which was a pretty amazing statistic. They may not realize what they're seeking, but that is what they're seeking, something that has to do with God. Jesus had purpose. He said, I came not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. He knew and fulfilled that purpose perfectly. David was a man of purpose. Acts 13.36 declares, for David served God's purpose in his own generation and died. You know, that's what I think all of us would like to be said of us. I served God's purpose in my generation and died. I did what God wanted me to do with my life. And as we look back over our lives, as we get in the latter years, we, we, we can see about our purpose. And so if you're younger or if you're middle-aged, you've still got a lot that God wants to do. Paul was a person of purpose. He said in Acts 20, but my life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. So today we want to talk about how we can discover why we're here on earth and what our purpose is. Well, the first thing, if you want to discover that, and if you're really serious, take, take this seriously. Determine your values. What are your values? Your values are what make up you, and they make up for you what is right or wrong. What matters and doesn't matter. What's important, what's not important. See, your values determine whether you think it's okay or not okay, whether you think it's good or bad, whether you think it's the right thing to do or not. Your values are the moral compass by which you navigate your life. If you have the right values, then they will help you find the right purpose. And as you discover that purpose, then then your life will be meaningful. But if you don't have the right values, you're not going to have the right purpose. Tom Lehman, who now plays on the the senior adult golf circuit, he was a great golfer, still is a good golfer, but has been won a lot of tournaments. But when he was uh, young and was starting out, he had a chance. He went to, to get on the, the PGA Tour, which is the dream of every golfer. And so he had to do a tournament where he had to score a certain amount. And, and so... During that high-pressure all-or-nothing event, which would determine whether he made the, the tour or not, he called a penalty stroke on himself. 
because his ball, a stiff breeze caused Layman's ball to move slightly after he was ready to hit it. And the rules are clear if the ball moves, you're penalized one stroke. The result, Layman <clears throat> missed qualifying the cut for the tour by, you guessed it, a single stroke. That, that calling, that penalty on himself cost him being a part of the PGA. But it was, it was still, his values were based on what was right rather than, because Layman's a believer, he's a Christian. And what happened was he went on the, the, a tour, a lesser tour called the Nike Tour, where he set a record with seven tournament wins in a single season and then later went on to be a part of, of the PGA Tour. So, you see, we have, to, we have to know what our values are. We may say, you know, family's really important to me, but if we only spend what survey said the average father spends five minutes a day in conversation with his children, if that's all we do, then really, it's really not that important. You see, if we say God is important, but he's way down on our priority list. We say our marriage is important, but it's way down on our priority list. Then our values are not what they should be. Robertson McGilkin uh, had the right moral values. As a young man, he dreamed of becoming president of Columbia Bible College. He adored his father who had the position and wanted one day to take his place. And his dream came true, and he served as the president of the college with distinction for many years. And just as he was about to enter into his most productive years of leadership, his wife began to show the first signs of Alzheimer's disease. In a matter of months, she not only lost her memory of much of their life together, she was unable to even recognize her husband. McGilkin made a value-based, purposeful decision. He resigned the presidents of Columbia so he could give full-time care to his wife. Without hesitation, he walked away from his lifelong dream as an act of love for his wife. Many told him there was no point in resigning. Anyone can take care of your wife. They told him, but not anybody can be president of Columbia after they, they said she doesn't even recognize you anyway. But he explained to them, I know that she doesn't know who I am, but I know who she is. And, and he saw in her the same woman he had married those many years ago. Then with deep conviction, he laid out the simple truth of value, which he said, and I promise to be there for her until death do us part, and I will do that. You see, that's having values. That's believing something truly is important and believing that a marriage is important enough to make that kind of a sacrifice is, is recognizing that. So the questions to ask is, who do I value most? Do I value people or money most? Which do I value most, time or money? Uh, what's going to last? What will count in the long haul? You can eliminate a lot of things in your life by asking some of these questions. See, the Bible says there are three things that last forever, faith, hope, and love. They should be on your list. Make your list of values. Lasting answers are built on values and lasting success on values that last. Is my life living up to my values? That's another question we need to ask. There's a term in the, value, in the Bible for God's value system. It's called the kingdom of God. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God, which is God value, God's values. All these other things will be added to you. What are you living for? You have two options. 
You can be living for yourself or you can be living for the Lord. And that determines your values, what you're living for. And it's important to recognize that and to take it into consideration and let him be the Lord. 